0: Welcome to A Certain Point of View. I'm Michael. I'm Ben. And this is a Star Wars podcast where we discuss everything Star Wars. We have both grown up loving Star Wars for our whole lives. We are brothers, by the way. Um, I am older and Ben is younger. Mm -hmm. And we have grown up both loving Star Wars and we've Mm -hmm. always been able to talk about it. Yeah, And uh, that's why we started this podcast is because uh, we... Both just decided that we always talk for hours about Star Wars, so why not do a podcast about it? And so we also want to get you guys involved. We want to make sure that uh, we want this to be a community, um, a positive community for people to share their opinions, even though they may be different from others. And so uh, we'll get you all some info about that later. But for now, let's just dive into some Star Wars talk, huh, Ben? Yeah. Uh, we're, today, we're going to start talking about The Mandalorian. The
1: Mandalorian.
0: <sighs> the Mandalorian. It Our wait is, is over. Uh, the wait is officially over. We will cover episodes one and two today. We're slightly behind um, what we wanted to be originally, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to do it as we can, and uh, but we're going to cover episodes one and two today. Um, so, that basically... Uh, let's just kind of dive into some Star Wars talk. Yeah. Um. So, so you go ahead. What
1: I was gonna say. So like, uh, with The Mandalorian, whenever we heard about it. So yes. Yes. What were your initial thoughts when you heard that it was gonna happen? Like, is was it one of those things? We are in a house, by the way, so like we are <laughs> living people, so there might be dogs barking sometimes.
0: <laughs> by my he means will my my dog will bark. <laughs>
1: um also sirens might happen outside <laughs> <laughs> welcome to little rock welcome um, to downtown little rock everybody. um but yeah so like like whenever you heard like oh we're gonna get a podcast or i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get a tv show that is live action with a mandalorian and it's gonna be john Favreau and dave filoni like initial thoughts like what were like what was that like
0: Okay. Initial thought was complete excitement because yeah. I love Jon Favreau. I love Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always loved. I, I'm much. Uh, I'm a much newer fan to Dave Filoni's stuff because mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not even through Clone Wars yet. Um, I'm kind of a rookie with the with the cartoon stuff. I haven't mm-hmm. even watched Rebels, and, but I am a fan. He also did the directed almost or the entire first season of Avatar: The Last Airbender.
1: I actually,
0: I know he directed a bunch of it. Yeah, I and actually so forgot about that. He helped set the tone for that that show, which is one of our <sighs> oh, all time favorite shows as well. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm a big Dave Filoni fan, uh, newer Dave Filoni fan though. But John Favreau, gosh, that guy. I mean, yeah, man, he's so good. I love <laughs> everything from <laughs> Elf to Iron Man to Rudy to Rudy. <laughs> To, I love his acting. Yep. Spider Man and Rudy, and then obviously there's Lion King, which I wasn't such a big fan of, but it was beautiful. Yeah. He's very gifted, and yeah. then this uh, this show, and so I've I've always been a big fan of John Favreau's for years. So mm-hmm. I got just super excited about it. Um, just excited, and then partially also like curious. I don't know anything about Mandalorians. Right. I know nothing about it. Like I said, I haven't even gotten to that part in Clone Wars. I know Mm -hmm. they're in there somewhere. And uh, I guess Rebels as well. I don't know anything about the Mandalorian One of the main
1: characters of Rebels is a Mandalorian. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, see I didn't even know that. Yeah.
0: That's, That's exciting to me. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. So I'm kind of in this I'm watching this show and I don't know. I am just finding out brand new things about this type of character that I've never even studied or, you know, seen before. So right. uh, I, so that was my initial feeling. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. What's up, Mandalorian?
1: <laughs> so, right. What about you? So I've, I have always loved just the world of Star Wars, and I've also always been really interested in, like, the um, – like, obviously we love the Jedi. We love talking about – you know, all the space magic and these like weird, like this weird religion that's like just out there. And then like there's the force and all that stuff. We get plenty of that in the movies and everything. But like something I feel like fans have wanted for a long time was like, give me, like, I want to see the criminals. Like, I want to see the underground smugglers, like all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, and it kind of builds that part of the world for you. And when they just, when I saw that they were going to do one with a Mandalorian, I'm like, okay. First off, I love that because, like, you know, everyone has their, like, love for Boba Fett. I've always been, like, cool character design, but the character overall, I was, like, I would love to see something about another Mandalorian, maybe. But Boba Fett, I'm, like, I think he served his purpose. Like, he's fine. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I heard that one, like, that was what excited me most. Like, was just the fact that I was going to get a show about a Mandalorian and like being somebody that I wa- I've watched all of the clone wars and I'm uh I'm most of the way through rebels that was something that I didn't really have access to until Disney Plus launched so I've been like binging it yeah <laughs> Um, and so... That was one of the things I was the most excited about, too, was finally I can finish these shows that I started. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, and so, like, having watched that stuff, I, like, Dave Filoni is one of the people I trust most with the Star Wars property because he's put out some of my favorite stories. I feel like he's so good at building the world of Star Wars.
0: Well, he's George Lucas's, he was George Lucas's, uh, Padawan. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Yeah, like, he was,
1: he worked so closely with George and he gets it so well that, like, when I heard he was doing something live action with John Favreau, I'm like, I mean, this is gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I was like ecstatic because I just love anything that builds the world of Star Wars more, and this builds a whole side that we've never really had a show that just focused on.
0: Totally agree. So love yeah. it. I totally agree. Um, so okay, let's just dive into the episode. The first episode, um, it is called. Is there
1: a, a title? Um, I think that the first episode was, um, I don't know if it had a title, did it? It's just called chapter one, I think. I yeah. could be wrong. No, I think I think you're right, because I think that it didn't have a title until the second episode.
0: So, I think you're right. Um, this is written by John Favreau, mm-hmm. directed by Dave Filoni, yes. just like we were talking about. So, Ben, let me ask you, let's just go right off the bat. Overall initial thoughts of the episode. Did it did it exceed your expectations? Did it meet them? Did did it live up to the hype? Were you disappointed? Some people were on both sides on this Mm -hmm. one.
1: I think that for me, it completely met my expectation, but but it exceeded it in in some ways. Like it kind of um, threw me through a loop in some ways, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But like, um, you can go ahead and tell me. Yeah,
0: yeah. We can we can go ahead and just cover these base these big topics okay. and, yeah. then, and then we'll dive into the, the small ones. Yeah.
1: So one Individual. of the ways that I think that it surprised me was how much of a story it told without saying hardly anything. Uh, I know. The first like half of the episode you barely hear any dialogue. Except for that annoying blue guy. <laughs> right, which I actually loved. Like he was, he was like annoying or whatever. But I thought he was like he was really funny. Like he did it well, yeah. you
0: know. Um, Horatio Sands from SNL. That's who. Oh, it was. Oh, was it really? Yeah,
1: I thought I recognized the voice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was, and we also we got to see a Star Wars toilet, so that's great. Oh, it's we the first never, toilet in we've Star Wars. we never gotten to see that, and I've always wondered what, what did, did he they call go it? To the... Did he
0: call it a water tube? Or, um, or a... No, it was um. He called um, it a tube, some sort of tube, right? Yeah,
1: it was like a, um... Poop tube? <laughs> oh, man, I wish he did. <laughs> no, they had another word for it. I just can't remember what it was right now. <laughs> it's not important. No, it's not. Not important to the... To the thing. Um, yeah, he apparently also has a thorax, so we learned that, because he said yep. something about his... Yeah, he talked <laughs> too much about his body he, parts. Yeah, he talked a lot about that. Um... But, uh, no, yeah, I loved how how much storytelling they accomplished without saying anything, yes. which is so impressive, since yes. he's wearing a mask. I know. Like, how do they invoke so... Like, how do they, like, show so much, uh, I don't know, like, emotion and, yep. like, just, like, different things while he's still wearing a mask. I know. It's so impressive.
0: It was so impressive. I loved that, too. So my my initial thought was... First, my, my first initial thought was um this blue guy is really annoying. I hope he's not (laughs) a regular of the show.
1: Frozen the Carbonite.
0: Does not look like he is, so that's good. (laughs) Um after that, um so okay, I have a couple of of minor criticisms of this episode. Overall, really loved it. I think it's a great it's a great world building um introductory episode to give us a foundation of what the show is gonna feel like.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Dave Filoni is great at world building. Yes, he he is. just is. Um, now, one of my criticisms is of Dave Filoni. I could tell that this was his first live action thing to direct. Yeah, There was a few things that, pacing wise, there was a few times where things took longer and in an animated thing would have been fine, but in a live action um, show, it felt like it was dragging on through certain Parts mm-hmm. and I'm very much nitpicking here because I liked it a whole lot, right? But I did notice it because I wondered why, and I think it's just because he was busy with the Lion King and stuff. But I wondered why Jon Favreau didn't direct the initial episode. Mm-hmm. Kind of wish he would have, and then give Dave Filoni another one because I I'm all about Dave Filoni directing episodes of the show, right? But. Okay. The initial episode kind of wish John Favreau would have directed it. So just had just saw some things like that um, where I could tell this was his first live action thing, um, and that was that was my main criticism. Honestly, I I don't think I have another criticism besides uh, initially. I think I'll probably have some as we dive a little deeper. Probably, um, yeah. But big picture, that's my main thing. Um, I was surprised by the runtime. The runtime was yeah. shorter than I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. You know, we've all been expecting a 45 minute to an hour show right. like a Game of Thrones in Star Wars land. Right. That's kind of what we've been expecting. And so to get a. I, what was the runtime for the first one? The first one? Like, one was
1: like 39 minutes. 39 minutes. minutes? Uh-huh.
0: And then the next ones were like Even shorter. 28 and like 35 or something like that. They're, yeah, something like that. It's pretty crazy. And so initially with that, I was a little thrown off. I was just surprised. And um, but that said, I did not feel like I needed it to be 45 minutes, yeah, an hour. So it felt, even though there were parts that dragged, I did feel like the story was very concise. Yeah, there's no room for fillers. It's right. very focused and um, story driven. And like you said, so much was said. Um, in such so, such an effective way without saying much.
1: And here's where I think actually for me I I would disagree about like wanting someone else to direct this episode. I okay. think Dave Filoni was the perfect person simply because he is so good at world building and tone setting that he he comes from animation. Like he comes from animated shows which it's basically all visual storytelling. I mean, yeah, yeah you still have dialogue and stuff. But he knows how to tell a story just by looking at something. Sure. And by creating a picture for you. Sure. Um, having to focus so much on the little details of the way that a character moves and stuff in a show. Just to express different emotions and all that. Yep. You're, that he can bring that knowledge over to a show where somebody is wearing only a mask all the time. hmm Because he's already had experience of having to like help animate these people. And so... Like I think that actually that plays into a huge strength of this episode, which is right. the fact that like that he was able to t- like set the tone so well with no dialogue and stuff. It was very like western in that way uh, of like that's the
0: westernness.
1: Yeah, it it moves slower than we're used to and everything. And I think that I was talking to some people about slower,
0: this. but not though.
1: Exactly, that's <laughs> the thing. Like I was telling them that like it feels slower because we're not jumping to like you know. <laughs> Here's what the Targaryens are up to. Here's what the mm-hmm. Lannisters are up to. Like in Game of Thrones where it's like a million things are going on. So it feels like it's always moving back to back, back. Yeah. Whereas this show, it's laser focused on a Mandalorian. Right. And his day to day. Right. And his life. And so like this whole first episode is literally just, he's just doing his job. Like that sure. first, that first shot where he's just in the, he's in the like cantina or whatever he's in and uh, he, he's going to collect his bounty and everything. That whole little like sequence sets the tone for you get okay so this guy is just straight up a bounty hunter (laughs) Yep. um doesn't seem like he's he's got too much of a soft spot at all um he's like i did my job give me my next assignment (laughs) exactly (laughs) i am Um, a robot (laughs) yeah and obviously you get to see a little bit more of like a little bit deeper into his character at the very end of the episode but uh i think that like actually overall The whole him not talking much, um, having these really weird kind of long camera shots of like just him walking places and stuff. Like for me, I was just like sucked into it and I was completely happy with it taking its time because we've never had a Star Wars live action show before. They have the luxury of time like they didn't have in the movies. We're so used to the movies Only having like up to two and a half hours, <laughs> right. To tell these big stories with all these different storylines going on, but um, as far as runtime goes, that's why they didn't need you know a whole forty-five minutes or an hour. You just right. got one person. Oh, I totally
0: could... agree. I was surprised yeah. with it, but I did not miss it. Yeah, I did not miss the extra four you know fifteen to thirty minutes. A lot of people not a not. I would not say the fan base is divided yeah. on this subject, but I have heard complaints. I wish I, it was an hour.
1: I mean, I think that we, we all could have taken an hour of it. I would have been thrilled. <laughs>
0: but this has been so concise. Every episode, even this one, which I said has some a few lagging moments. That's yeah. all that it is. It's moments. It's moments. It's yeah. moments. The story progressed great, like really well. And so uh, I have absolutely... I actually liked the next one even better, and it was 28 minutes of runtime. Yeah, which is it like not not including the credits. That's right. just the story. That is crazy. Like yeah. I did not. The second think... episode was so good. Which so we'll good. talk about. But yeah, like... we will. But like I, I did not miss the extra time. Yeah. I will say, a slight rebuttal to your Dave Filoni thing. Um, yes, he's amazing at will at tone setting and world building. You know who else is? It's John, John Favreau who <laughs> yeah, set you're the right, entire right. tone
1: for the MCU. So I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Drops mic. Boom. You're right, you're right. Um one more I'm gonna drop thing. this mic. <laughs> it's like honest hands. Um, <laughs> um uh, but actually yes. one more quick thing on runtime, sorry. Is I think it's actually really cool. We've never really had a show that was so like fluid with its runtime. Like Ever just in the history of television, I can't think of a show that was just so like you know what this episode will be like thirty nine minutes next one will be like twenty mm, eight yeah <laughs> you know? like it's- I know like.
0: Netflix shows have done that, but I don't know if it's been that much of a shift. I know it's been like, oh, this one's going to be 58 minutes. This one's going to be 56 minutes. Well,
1: what it reminds me of is like, so like the the episodes are called like, like, uh, they call it like chapter one, chapter two. This feels like a book. Like this feels like literally, because like some chapters are are shorter shorter than others, but they each tell a whole story, which I think is like really, really interesting to see on screen is like, this feels like I'm reading a chapter of a book. And as
0: we'll get into, each chapter usually leaves you wondering what's coming next in the next chapter.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, they've done such a good job with that. Yeah. So, okay. So, overall thoughts, we both love this episode. Obviously, yeah. (laughs) We both love it. Um, Okay, so let's just get into some specifics now. The intro. Okay. So, I'm talking about from before the first shot even happens. So, when we have first of all, I want to get your thoughts on this. There's no crawl. No crawl. We haven't had... um, They decided a while back to do no crawl um, on non-Skywalker Saga Mm -hmm. products. And so, you know, we didn't have one with Rogue One. We didn't have one with Solo. um, We didn't have one with this. I thought with Rogue One, it was weird. Personally. I thought it was abrasive. Just kind of jarring. Like, how they just jumped into it. And it was like, hey, we're here! But... (laughs) Solo, I think, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've watched it. I don't remember feeling so weird about that one.
1: No, I feel like they did it pretty well in Solo.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. This one, I loved. Um, I am a big fan of the opening crawl. It's Mm -hmm. so Star Wars to me. It's like, as soon as you see that crawl, it's like, okay, I'm in the Star Wars world. Yeah. What's coming up next? Um, But this one, you know, it starts off with, you know, how the Marvel... The MCU movies have that Marvel logo thing that goes through and shows all the yeah. different characters and all that stuff, and then it says Marvel. Um, this has a new little thing they started doing. Yeah, it shows some. It showed like C3PO. It showed Kylo. Kylo yeah. It showed a couple others. I can't remember. Yeah,
1: who. It, yeah. It shows like R2 and like it just shows a few. It's different a really characters, dark kind of a yeah. thing, but
0: you can see them, and then it says Star Wars, mm-hmm. and so it's similar. But it's like it's shorter and darker and it's really cool. And then as that's fading out, you just hear the beeping of the little fob mm-hmm. that he has for the bounty that he's about to find. And that is the intro. And then it's and then the episode opens with that shot of him holding the,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the the fob. I loved it. I did too. It just took us right in. It was like, oh, okay, here we go. What's going on?
1: It felt very natural. It was
0: so natural. It was so easy. Yeah. Um, we don't have to talk long about that, but no. what were your thoughts? Do
1: you agree? I, I would 100 percent agree. I actually totally didn't even think about the fact there wasn't a, a crawl. I for some reason when I wasn't expecting a crawl. I like, was not either. Even but... though I didn't think about like the whole like oh man they didn't like they they aren't doing a crawl for anything not Skywalker Saga or anything like that. I would say that I didn't think about um, I didn't even think about it being missing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it we got the Lucasfilm thing, you know, got a... <laughs> gotta get papa's gotta get his paycheck oh yeah papa, papa george <laughs> but uh but like obviously uh we had that but um which honestly for me if they have that in it it kind of does the thing for me i'm like okay it's star wars like, yeah <laughs> when yeah. i see the Lucasfilm thing i'm like mm.
0: <laughs> and honestly yes. i think we just need to start getting used to it yeah i don't think we're gonna have opening crawls all the time going forward
1: i don't either i mean maybe in like ryan johnson's trilogy like maybe like in like movies that are another trilogy possibly yeah. but i mean maybe I, I i'm totally okay with it i yeah. think that the first couple movies they for one they had to figure out how do you start a star wars movie without without an opening crawl and like um maybe not that way maybe not that way, yeah, maybe not that way. <laughs> uh maybe don't just like <laughs> surprise attack <laughs> <laughs> um but i think that we're getting more used to it. And especially yeah. if they have this little Star Wars thing now. It's cool. I think it works well. Yeah. Even if they wanted to use that in the movies. Yeah, which I'm sure it. they will actually. Yeah. Like I think it's a great idea. It reminds you that oh yeah this is all in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. So obviously that's not a super important part of the episode. But actually... To me, it is. It's, it's more setting so like the tone.
1: it's also setting the tone for like like from a, more of like a consumer standpoint. What, are we, like, what are we in for? What are we in for going forward? Yeah. yeah.
0: So I thought that was cool. Me too. Me too. Um, so let's talk about this next thing. We've already mentioned that it's a western. Yeah. Um, there are so many things in this movie, and I'll admit I have not seen a ton of westerns. Yeah. But I know what a western feels like. Right. I've seen enough. Um. <laughs> yes, they literally do that. <coughs> they like a play around instrument with it. Yeah, and I love that. So cool. Um, but then there's also just I need to watch some of his older movies, but I just cannot get Clint Eastwood out of my head when yeah. I'm watching this. He, I've seen like little pictures of Clint Eastwood standing the way he stands in. Yep. I can't even remember. The, it's a trilogy that he does. I don't remember what it is. But he's standing a certain way and then the Mandalorian is standing that same yeah. way. And it's just like it, they are clearly going for a vibe here. You know? Oh, yeah. They're clearly intentionally going for a serialized Western vibe. Yes. And they are crushing it. It's I so good. love it. I love it. It's um, like a
1: space, space e- cowboys thing. Space cowboys. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, that's our podcast name now. Space cowboys. Um. Just kidding! Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> Space cowboys. Um. So I, I just that, and it really that opening scene in the cantina, just was such a tone setter with as a western. Mm-hmm. It was just like where it, oh my gosh, you know he's obviously he's he's kicking butt, he's beating all these guys, mm-hmm. and then that one idiot runs out <laughs> of the building and yeah. and he's like the door scene. <laughs> Mando <laughs> shoots him with the thing to, yeah. you know, the little line and he pulls him and then he gets cut off in the door.
1: <laughs> when I saw that in oh, the trailer, man. I was like, Oh shoot. And then when I saw it in the show, I'm like, it's still cool. Yeah. Like, it's even cooler. Cause they actually get a little closer to seeing what him they do cut. is like, they like slow it down. So it really like, you're like,
0: Oh, oh man. Here it goes. <laughs> and then it cuts, it cuts away right as he gets cut
1: in yeah. half. But then you see his body fall. Yeah. It, his legs fall right it's pretty (laughs) awesome yeah i I love the way that they did the action like i love the way that the action is like done in the show it doesn't feel like um it doesn't feel like it's hard to follow which is like pretty typical of things these days i feel
0: like a lot of fast
1: cuts and stuff like that there's not that like, like a perfect example is like the first action scene of like Batman Begins when he's in the prison and you can't tell what's going on I love Christopher like, Nolan but obviously right. yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I right. love, love Christopher Nolan <laughs> but that scene that scene is always one that I will pick out because I remember the first time I saw it I said I have no idea what's going on in this scene <laughs> you're right you're like, right <laughs> yeah um but I like that you can tell what's going on. They kind of let you savor each, like, movement he does. And, yeah. like, you're like, oh, he's using this kind of gadget. Yeah. Oh, he's doing this kind of thing. Oh, he's stabbing a guy. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. It was cool.
0: I. It was cool. And I love even, there's even times, like, he's, um, I guess it's in the next one, so I won't go into super spoilery detail, but he is walking through this, like, canyon area, and he mm. feels like he's being followed, and he puts his hand on his gun, on his holster, yeah, his holster, and it's so western. I freaking love it. It just is. It's just a. It's such a western vibe, and it's so cool. I yeah. love it. Um, any other thoughts on that? We kind of covered it already, but
1: yeah, I think I think that's really it. Let's uh, talk
0: about let's talk about the music. Okay, can we talk about the music? Please. <laughs> okay, I love Jeez. talking about Star Wars music, dude. Most music. Yes. What are your thoughts on the music?
1: I. I knew I was going to probably... I mean I've never I it's very rare that I'm disappointed in like I mean John Williams is hard to like like John Williams has really established what Star Wars sounds like. Yes. And so when somebody else tries to mimic that it can be a little tough sometimes. You're like, mm, "Okay." Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's usually where it ends up landing. You're like, "He did it fine."
0: I want to stop you for a second. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to my favorite composer, Michael Giacchino.
1: Yes. 100% agree. He did <sighs> okay, a great so, job. He, okay.
0: It's John Williams-ish. Yes. Right? That's kind of his style anyway. It is. This guy, and I don't remember the exact time frame, Alexander Desplat was supposed to... He is the composer that did Harry Potter, the later Harry Potter okay, movies. Yeah, yeah, He is amazing. Yes. He was supposed to do the score for this movie, if I'm not mistaken. Something happened. They said scheduling conflicts. It was probably something else. We're talking about Rogue One, right? Yes, this is Rogue One. I'm sorry. Did I not say that?
1: No, but it's fine. You just said Michael Giacchino. Oh,
0: Lord. Yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. This is for Rogue One. Alexander Desplat was supposed to do the score for Rogue One. Mm -hmm. I think there was probably some sort of drama with Kathleen Kennedy or something, because that's what happened with her. Um But he had to drop out super last minute. He could not, he was not doing it. Anymore. Yeah. Michael Giacchino gets asked to do this. He does this score in like less than a month, which is insane for a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. I, and it does feel, you can tell at some points, it's not his most creative work. Mm-hmm. But man, he really does a good job. There are times, especially in that third act. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. He crushed it, and yeah. and he had no time. Yeah, I don't know how he did it. So I just wanted to say I know others have kind of attempted to continue yeah. what John Williams has done. Yeah, but sometimes I
1: wanted to just just clarify. I still love you, Michael Giacchino. <laughs> yes, I do too, and I know that some people um, were not as big a fan yeah. of his. Of his take on it or whatever. I don't think they knew about that. I don't think they did either. But like, I loved it even not knowing all yeah. that. Like, I thought he he was one of the people I thought who did a really great job. I've always um, wanted to
0: see him do a Star Wars movie, anyway.
1: Yeah, where where I can where I can tend to see like where I'm not super happy with it. Like like some do it really well, but some of the Star Wars video games, you're like you're really phoning it in here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's like okay, we're just gonna add some of the frills here, and yeah. then it's like. Like, all right. Um, one video game I think did it well was the recent release of Jedi Fallen Order. I thought it was fantastic with its music, um, but
0: still haven't played it.
1: Yeah, but back to yeah, you will one day. I promise. I will make you. I want such to. a good game. But okay, so Mandalorian. Mandalorian though, though, score. He here is what I love. His name is what Ludwig Göransson. I, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So when I heard he did it, I said, "Wait a second. That's the guy that does the music for Childish Gambino."
0: Um, is it really? He
1: produces childish Gambinos music. Um, yeah. So he can do anything from like hip hop so and stuff to sound I know. <laughs> well I knew he could do hip hop because he Soul. also and yeah. He
0: also did the score to Black Panther. Yes he did. Yep. Which was incredible. Incredible on yep. many, many levels. <laughs> yeah. So
1: So he is so good at yes. um he's so creative. That's that was I was like I was like, we're gonna get something that we've never heard before. Yes. That that's what I was so excited about. And we certainly did. He but he did such a good job at it still feeling like Star Wars somehow. Yes. It's so different from anything we've ever heard. Yes. But it still feels so Star Wars and I don't know how he did it. I don't either. It's so good. It's awesome. Cause it
0: you know, normally in Star Wars we've had the big brass string sections, mm-hmm. the orchestral feel, um, and there is some of that here, but for the most part it's a much more um, it's a bit more toned down for a good bit of it, but yep. then there's a lot of synth stuff. There's a lot of, you know, more of a an electronic vibe somewhat. Mm-hmm. But then he does a great job of mixing in natural. raw, natural um, instruments, and um, he does it. He really does a great job. He plays with odd time signatures. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like seven, eight. I'm a musician. We're both musicians, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just. In case y'all don't know what we're talking about, I'm sorry. We're not going to do this for too long. We're such big music nerds yeah. about this stuff. Doesn't, there's a lot of 7, 8 stuff, 5, mm-hmm. 4. Um, odd time signatures that are just like, they make you feel slightly off-put. Yes. But you don't know why. Um, but he does such a good job with that. And then just even the music where he like he's just kind of walking across the desert. And it's just literally bongo drums and that's it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. It's so good. <laughs> I don't know. I do you know what God. a lot of it reminds me of? And you know, not to reference Avatar the Last Airbender too much, but I will we um, won't
0: ever <laughs> reference it too much. That's impossible.
1: But it uh some of the music does remind me of like like the little bits of like the sungi horn or whatever whenever like you just hear like the Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, you're right. Like, it kind of reminds me of that sometimes where it's just like one lone instrument mm-hmm. doing something that just kind of gives you this little vibe of like. One
0: lone Ooh. instrument for one lone Mandalorian. It's so What a good, good slogan. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even think <laughs> yeah. about that until you said one lone. Yeah. Ranger. One,
1: one lone ranger. Uh, uh, yeah. Man. Um, is that it for music for right now? Yeah, I mean. We'll okay. probably talk about it. I, I know. I know in uh, in episode three, there's some music I definitely well, want to talk yeah. about. That's so, not this episode of the right. podcast. But yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, yeah,
0: we don't need to spend too much time on this because we're going to talk about the music in every episode because it changes from episode to episode. Each
1: and, episode has its own soundtrack. And
0: I was going to say, if you guys are interested <laughs> on Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. I think Apple Music. I'm not sure. Probably. On Spotify, it has each episode has a different soundtrack you can actually download. You can get it. Um, each week, please go. They're releasing; to it. it's so good. So, Support this, yes, please do. <laughs> Let's talk about the cast that we've seen so far. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of people yet. We haven't through episode. Well, I guess we're still talking about episode one. We hardly see anyone in episode yeah. one. Um, yeah, we get Carl Weathers right from the beginning, basically. Mm-hmm. Mando, um, Mando. Yeah, we get we get Carl Weathers. We get Pedro Pascal. He is Mando. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get. Werner Herzog. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Werner, like German. I think so. But uh, Werner Herzog. Yes. Yeah. And uh and then we get Nick Nolte mm-hmm. as our Ugnot friend.
1: I have spoken.
0: <sighs> I have spoken. I love it. Um thoughts on let's just talk about Pedro Pascal first. Please. Yeah. Okay. You kind of alluded to it earlier. I think that his acting you like you would never think this because it's like this guy's wearing a suit of armor. he hasn't taken off his helmet. How can you say that he's been a standout in this series? He has. He has been he has found a way to emote and to show emotion without even saying words. Yeah, with his body language, you can tell he's concerned. You can tell when he's sad. You can tell when he's angry. Mm-hmm. You can tell when he is. I, I don't know. You can just tell what he's
1: feeling. Reading body language, and it's like, how do you, you're in like a suit of armor? Like how do you? You emotion? can't even see his eyes. Yeah, and it's not even like super big, exaggerated, like theatrical. It's not theatrical movement. at all. It's super subtle. Just like pretty much everything else in this is like it's so much subtlety and it it is done so well. Yeah. I, I was shocked.
0: Super impressed with Pedro Pascal yeah. with this. I I don't have a whole lot else to say other than and Neither does he. That's true. <laughs> Maybe that's our cue we should move on. He <laughs> it, I I just love it. He's so good. Yeah.
1: What thoughts on Carl Weathers? Carl Weathers is I think he's a very fun character. That's exactly how yeah. I feel about him. He's like a um Company man. Company man. Uh, the guild. <laughs> yes, um, he's got like a good bit of like character to him, so he's like, like charisma. He's got some charisma, just yeah. like just like any scoundrel should, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and, he's like a
0: good bad guy. Yeah,
1: exactly. He's like a. He's, you can. I guess he's not even bad. He's
0: just. He's uh, he's for hire. Yeah, <laughs> he's a mercenary kind of, kind of.
1: Yeah, which. Um, which I think actually Dave Filoni is really good at those kinds of characters. Yes, um, yes. And I, I, you've probably run into him by at this point, but um, Hondo in uh, the Clone Wars. Yes, I think. Yes, he is the, the space cowboy? the space pirate. No, that that is um, cowboy hat guy. That's Cad Bane. Yes. He's, he's awesome. Awesome. He's Love a, that He's a really character. cool character. But I'm talking about Hondo. I know I've seen him. Yeah, I just cannot you, remember. You for, for sure has. He is the space pirate in the Clone Wars. Okay. That literally his whole thing is that like he's he will often ally with the good guys and like strike a bargain with them and he will inevitably turn his back on them. But he does help them. But and then the moment he gets an offer to help someone else, he's like, "All right," like he he's like the most lovable Jack Sparrow. Yes, he's like <laughs> the most lovable scoundrel you will ever meet, and he's like my favorite character. You but, are, without the doubt, the worst pirate I've ever heard of. <laughs> yes, but I love um, I love those kinds of characters, and he kind of gives me a little bit of that vibe. Sure, very yeah. very much so. Less like like immediately lovable, but he's definitely like this guy. You're like. Seems, he seems all right, I guess. Yeah. He's, he's he's a scoundrel, yep. but he's yep. a likable one.
0: Yep, I like him a lot. I agree. I don't have anything else to add. I really <laughs> like him. Um, I'm excited to see where his character goes. Me too. Um, Let's talk about Nick Nolte. Yes. To me, and I don't have a whole lot of experience watching Nick Nolte and stuff. I, I think I've seen him in a lot of things that I didn't realize I did. Same. But <laughs> his character in this show is one of my favorites and I did not expect that.
1: Me either. Out
0: of a uh, not, not. Right. <laughs> um he had I don't know there's just something about he's he's very serious uh-huh. but at the same time he's he's so kind somehow yeah. in a weird kind of like short. It's like play. a it's like a stoic. See, he, he's stoic. Um he he's so hospitable. Uh-huh. To the to Mando? Yeah. And uh, he just wants his territory or that he's living in, he just wants there to be peace. Yeah, And he's found it, but he's found it at one point because he said something about he's spent his whole life trying to get out of servanthood or something yeah. like that. So believe, he, yeah. he just wants peace and and with these people who have the uh, the package. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the The asset. The asset. Yeah. Uh in the area. They have kind of made it to where it's not a peaceful area anymore. So he just wants peace. But he was a unexpected friend Mm -hmm. for Mando. And you could tell they really have a friendship. Yeah. And it's so cool. And then we have to talk about we have our first catchphrase of the show because of him. I I have have spoken. spoken. I love it so much. It's so cool. I want a shirt that says, I have spoken. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's so cool to have a show that like has one, like literally from the first episode. Yep. Everybody, after they watch the first episode, we're I going, have, I, I have, have spoken.
0: spoken. I literally posted it <laughs> along with everyone else in the world, but I could I don't care. <laughs> Which
1: for a show that has so little dialogue, I love it that somehow we keep getting these little quotes to say. With, like, each episode. Yep. It's so cool. Yep. And he he's a character that, like, he chooses his words. Yes. Like And that's something I really like about, well, actually, a lot of the, the characters in this show. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like they ramble a lot, obviously, except for Blue Guy. Which, <laughs> blue that was guy. his character. Yeah. Ugh, blue Guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, like, I love it that, you, like, these people, they choose their words. And he's very, very... Um, He's very stoic, like we were saying. Yeah. Where it's just like, he says what he wants to say, says what he needs to say, and he has spoken, and that is just it. And he does a great job. Um, which, if you don't mind, like since we're talking about him, can we talk about like the effects a little bit? In yeah. Show? Yeah. Let's go ahead. The blending of practical Ugh. and digital yes. in the show is outstanding. Like nice. it's just such a joy to watch a show that has like. Better effects than a lot of movies. They used a lot of effects. <laughs> they spent so much money on this show. Yes. They used they used a lot of the
0: uh technology I heard that they used a lot of technology that they used in the Lion King. Yeah. Um, to make the world look so real yes um, yeah. but
1: they've also used a lot of technology from even like the original trilogy mm-hmm. especially for like like whenever you see models and stuff yeah like flying and stuff yeah. like that like that's done with like models and like camera work with that and oh, I love uh, that so album. it's it's
0: art of filmmaking
1: it is and it 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 immediately puts you back in Star wars like yes. the, the thing about Star wars is that there are the, it's the subtleties that draw you into it and yep. make you go, oh yeah, I'm watching Star Wars. And it's like whenever you see certain movements of camera or you see those cheesy little transitions like the... The little like fades and stuff like that, yes, those are so Star Wars because there are some scrubs, there are scrubs, some side scrubs. They and... have not gotten rid of those in most any of the movies, too. Like, yeah. I love that they keep those. It's like we
0: have to just keep that. We're not doing a crawl, but we're doing the scrubs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. What a weird sentence! I... <laughs> I know
0: those dances. Oh, um. No, but you're right. The the practical, the mix of technology, um, CGI with the practical effects yeah. is brilliant. It's yeah. just perfect.
1: Which the, what are those, what are those things they ride that Nick Nolte teaches them to ride? The words? Okay. Yeah.
0: Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and talk about the blurgs.
1: Blurgs. That's it. Yeah.
0: Okay. I have some thoughts on the blurgs. This was one of my minor complaints about it. Okay. So a lot of people don't feel this way.
1: I thought they looked kind of weird.
0: I know they look weird. I thought they looked kind of weird, as in, like, uh, not well CGI'd when they're, when they're riding. Was it, like... Like, up it, on the mountain. Yeah. When you see them up on the... Or up on the ridge. Uh-huh. And it's like, they're moving really fast. They look kind of weird to me. There's something about them, out of all the effects, that are so good in yeah. this show. That was the one thing that I thought, that's weird, it seems like this is the thing, like, they would add a ultra CGI character to A New Hope. Okay. That's the kind of vibe that I got from, from the Blurgs. Okay. It's not that bad. Yeah. But it's it was the one thing that stood out. Like, I wish they would have done that a little better. Maybe it's just because I feel like they're weird looking. They're so, sh- yeah. they're so, like, they're not long. They are shaped they're, weird. They're yeah. shaped weird. They're short and tall. <laughs> like, yeah. At the same time, they're, like, they're not long, but they're tall i don't know does that that make sense at all yeah so that's i feel kind of weird about those and i wondered why he couldn't just have a speeder like he said that you you won't survive the terrain without a blurg, and i don't why (laughs)
1: like i don't quite
0: understand why
1: so the way i took that was for me i didn't notice anything really weird about it um I can kind of see what you mean. Um, they just I, run weird looking. They do run weird, but I think that that's kind of why... Um, well, one, I think that they were kind of trying to go for a little bit of a... Almost like they were trying to go for somewhat practical movement looking. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a CG character, and that might be what created the weirdness for you. Was like It does seem kind of jerky in yeah. a way whenever they're running like really fast it's what it is it, it seemed jerky yeah to me and i think it, i think it was probably them trying to go for somewhat of like a puppet look yeah. even though it's not maybe um but what i i think that the reason they had to use the blurgs one i'm always down for some weird star wars character they oh, they yeah. reminded me a lot of tauntauns like the way that they run kind of weird and, yeah. jerky and stuff <laughs> um and so like i think that uh, i'm always down for a weird star wars Star Wars creature, um, and I think that uh, a speeder wouldn't have worked because the a lot of the terrain, like there's like cracks you have to jump over and stuff like that, and a speeder couldn't really do that. Like speeders,
0: they have to be have ground. Under they have them. to have
1: ground under them. Yeah, they're good more point. Like, so I think that the blurgs were necessary like they can jump over the cracks yeah like you couldn't ride a speeder up a mountain it's the same sort of thing it's like you're having to go over rocks and like all that like this terrain wasn't made for speeders it was made for like creatures to get across you know um so you,
0: you um i still think they look weird but you've kind of helped me see
1: that that makes a lot of sense yeah okay cool so yeah that's cool i think it's fair to say that they looked a little weird yeah but i think that um I think they had a purpose. Sure, for sure. Sure. So
0: let's, okay, so we've spent a lot of time on this one episode, so let's get to the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get to the end. So we have a few things I want to talk about at the end. Yeah. IG. IG 11. 11. Yeah. Not 88. IG 11. Yeah. I keep wanting to say 88. Yeah. Um, he's awesome. <laughs> uh, I know. It's so cool. I don't know how, <laughs> little how, bounty how. droid. Star Wars always does this. I don't know how they do it. They always have these droids that have different personalities. And it's always like, okay, here we go with another Star Wars droid. I wonder how it... <laughs> and I love it every time. Yeah. I loved um, BB-8. I love K2SO from Rogue One. K2SO. He's one of my favorites. Obviously, yeah. I love R2 and 3PO. Um, I didn't know how I would feel about this one. Yeah. Just because you, you never know. I loved it. He, he was a little bit more subtle with his humor. It was there. Taco Titi did yep. the voice, um, of course. So it's gonna be funny, but it was very subtle humor. Really, like the 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 funniest <laughs> parts for me, the. Or self-destruct. <laughs> I'm going to self-destruct stuff. That was nope, really stop. funny. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. Like, Acceptable. And then, But um, I love that stuff. But he his movements, how he shot with like oh. how he would like turn his arms. and like, His head shoot, is like yeah.
1: shifting and looking in different ways. And... So
0: well designed. I love that. I love so how they cool. did that. His character was super cool. Uh, and then he got shot in the head. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, before right. we get to that part, real quick. Yeah. This action sequence... Oh, yeah. Really, really, like... Like, for me, I was already in. Like, yeah, Like, I was too. in on the show. I was like, alright, I'm down for this. If it's just the Mandalorian walking around Tatooine <laughs> for, like, ten yeah. episodes, I'm fine. But... <laughs> is it Tatooine? No, it wasn't. I was just okay. saying, yeah, yeah, sorry. It's not Tatooine. Very I, Tatooine-ish. <laughs> it is. And there are even Jawas, which yeah. we'll get to. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> uh, but, you know, if it's just, like, a Mandalorian walking around on different planets, like, yeah. just, like, doing his job, I'm like, that's fine. But we get these, um, we got this amazing action sequence yep. where, like, we already talked about, like, like uh, IG-11. Yep. He's awesome doing his little spinny thing and all that. And then whenever, uh, and again, looks so good. Like, all yes. the effects in this, like, this whole thing looks Killer. so freaking good. But, like, whenever he does his little, like, distraction and the Mandalorian gets up on the turret and he does his little sweep of the entire complex on yep. the turret. Like I, I loved was, it. The music was so good. Yes. It, um, it's a little bit more of a classic Star Wars yes. sort of moment there with it's the a, music. A bit more epic a feeling. A bit more epic feeling. I hate that
0: word, but yes. No, yeah. but it's, It was.
1: It was. Um, and then he uses it to shoot down the door to get to the asset. Yep. And this part was so magical.
0: Okay, you guys. Let's talk about it. (sighs) Okay. We knew we were in a Star Wars thing. We knew we were watching a Star Wars show, right? It's different than anything that we've ever seen as a Star Wars thing. But we could... There's... there's, Even from the beginning till right before the end, it's been like... Okay, this is different, but it's definitely Star Wars, and I'm so happy about it. Mm -hmm. And I would have been fine... With whoever the asset was. Yeah. But they've opened up the world to so much possibilities, and I'd have no idea where this show is going. But the asset is Baby Yoda.
1: Yeah. It's, well, not, it's not actually Baby Yoda. It is... It's a baby of the Yoda species. species. Yeah. Um, what... What the internet broke. I way. know.
0: So so we're all calling it Baby Yoda. Yeah. We know it's not Yoda.
1: Dave Filoni gave us permission to call it Baby. Yoda. Yes, he did. I saw that too. <laughs> Everybody, calm down. Um, that is
0: his name until we have another name to call him. I was calling or him. Lil,
1: I was calling it Little Green Guy. Yeah. Um, for a minute there. Et. Et. Then... <laughs> e. yeah, yeah. Even does the, the little, little touch- finger thing.
0: Yeah. We're doing finger uh Emotions. motions right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: they're like little three fingers and stuff. <laughs> um, this baby. Is 50 years old.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad that um, IG-11 said, um, I guess, creatures, I guess, different species, yeah, different species age, age differently. differently. Yeah, It's still weird to wrap my mind around how the math works there. But I guess, you know, at some point, maybe he'll reach an age and his growth will accelerate. Because right now it seems like even the math doesn't really check out. He's 50, but he's, like, two. <laughs> well,
1: well, here's the thing. Like, he said, like, different species age differently. Right. So, I think that that could actually mean that this little thing is 50, like, human years yeah. old. It just grows very, very slowly. Right. And develops very, very slowly. Right. Um, that would mean that this baby... Let's see here. Wait. This is after... Empire. This is after, after Return Jedi. of the Jedi.
0: Yeah. So. Before Force Awakens.
1: Right. So I'm trying to think, like, timeline wise, is this baby older than Anakin? I don't know. I think He's younger than Anakin. It's just interesting to think about. Yeah. I think he's maybe younger, but it's just cool to he's think about. He's been alive
0: like, for the entire original yeah, trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like
1: he's been alive from uh, the whole original trilogy and probably some of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Which is so like that opens up this whole thing of like, is this Yaddle's child? Like, what is like?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. What but... if it's what if it's Yoda reincarnate? Like uh
1: like the avatar (laughs) Mm. (laughs) yes whenever yoda dies another yoda's born (laughs) avatar count three (laughs) hey we can't out we can't say anything is not possible but as far so okay we've got the whole like whatever this like timeline all that stuff interesting to think about yeah i think that what this this particular scene for me does really well is it shows you the soft spot that the Mandalorian does? Ah, uh, yes. He when he reaches his his finger yep. out to this child and it's reaching it for yep. him, or whatever. That little shot that they ended the episode with was like, he has a heart. Like yep. it's so it's so good and it's so again so simple. Yep. And so powerful. I Agreed. love it. I agree. And and rip IG eleven s- by the way. Yeah. yeah. R. <laughs> R I P my friend.
0: You know, uh, 3PO has been destroyed so many times, I bet you he comes back. Yeah. He I could, bet he, you
1: he comes back. He could come back.
0: Yeah. I hope yeah. he does. Um, but we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, there was just a certain magic. Yes. About the Star Wars magic that happened in that moment. Yes. Um, with, the, with the baby Yoda character. But then you're right. The character development that we start to see in this hardened person. Mm-hmm. You saw a soft spot again through the armor through the head uh through the mask somehow you saw there's this connection with this little creature that <laughs> yeah. that mando has and yeah. i don't and we don't know why yet uh, but there there is as we go into the next couple episodes we will see he has a real soft spot for this little guy thank you for listening to a certain point of view Please be sure to join us for part two of this conversation where we deep dive into episode two of The Mandalorian. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Point pointofviewpod. Go like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Podcast, And email us your theories, speculations, or overall opinions on Star Wars as a whole at povpodcast2 at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and give us some feedback by leaving us a review. May the Force be with you, always.